The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Okay, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Twenty-eight minutes past nine. I tell you, I can't tell you how happy she is to be here. <laughs> I love getting up in the oh, morning. Oh, you love it, don't you? You bounce in here like a spring chicken, saying, Absolutely. "Oh, I wish it was on earlier." <laughs> Liar! I wish, I wish Liar. I was on Morning Ireland talking about something else. I'd love to be on Morning Ireland talking about Donald Trump, my favorite. Ah! Oh, don't you mention him? How dare you I mention knew, him? No, 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 no. Triggered, triggered, triggered. No Putin and no Trump. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that it? That they, they, they no. Were, anything else? is all on the table but no Putin and no Trump in fact I have your contract details <laughs> here for our interview may and it I says say to your, your listening audience uh, ladies and gentlemen I've been listening to this gentleman for the last half hour uh, even though a lot of it was depressing a lot of it was very uplifting and I just want to say that you have a wonderful demeanour when you speak to your audience You're and people should really appreciate it. oh my goodness uh, okay well that's very kind I'm talking to Sheila Ferguson who is what we call in Ireland a divil do you know what that means <laughs> a divil yeah a divil no means- I never heard that. It means you're. Uh, there's another word I'd use is a messer. Um, a messer. So I know I'm not getting in there. I don't know what the American word for this is. It's somebody who's like a gift of the gab. Yeah, and a bit of a somebody who causes a bit of trouble at the back of the, <laughs> at the, back of the class. In a school. devil in Prada. Yeah, yeah, indeed, or whatever right. your jacket you're wearing, which could well, be. Well, no polo, you know. So. Welcome to Ireland. Well, thank you. It's um, nice to be here. It's so nice to talk to you. Obviously, you you were the you, you in the day the, the, the this great singer from the Three Degrees, <laughs> but you're still singing. So we've got so many places to go here. But where I'd like to land on, if you don't mind, to begin with our conversation, is Philadelphia. Okay. And the reason I want to do that is because I'll come to the the end in the end, but at the beginning... I'll follow you. You had a lot of moving around as a young person. Yes, I did. Um, and it was unsettling because at one point, as I understand it, you obviously you're academically, yep. you were gifted, you thought about psychology, you thought yep. about, I presume, third level education and yep. everything like that. Why all the moving? My mother was mentally ill and uh, there was a time when she couldn't look after me. And I was then shoveled out to different um, aunts and uncles every two weeks. So obviously if I had to move, my clothes were in a cardboard box for a long time. And I would have to obviously change schools. So change and fitting in has always been a way of life with me. Going on tour is the same as my childhood. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. From Philadelphia to Dublin, you're still moving the whole time. Exactly, exactly. How old, I'm just trying to get into the mind of a child with a mother who's got a a, Mm. a mental illness of of this sort. How old are you when do you believe six. that a child can comprehend that something is not the same oh, as all I the other Oh, I knew uh, between five and six because I was the one who called the police to help my mother. And uh, when you see your mother being taken off in a straitjacket, you, it, it, you grow up very quickly. And you kind of assimilate a lot of things in a very short period of time. It's to the point now when I meet someone, yeah. the first seven seconds, I know I knew I liked you. Oh, that's um, ditto. It's body language. Yeah. It's your first impressions. Yeah. And usually, as Maya Angelou once said, when somebody shows you who they are, listen. Yeah. And I do. I really know that if they start putting on a facade after that, it's too late. I already sussed them. Okay, so I see where the psychologist didn't uh-huh. go too far away from the tree, nope. if I can mix my metaphors. So do you get that, because we, we do a show here um, at, at Christmas time, which involves children and so forth. Do you get that, and I would I'd meet the kids and whatever. You Can you spot a kid who's maybe 
in, yes. in a bit of trouble or yes, I can. has got a bit of a weight on her shoulder. Can yes, you? Yes, I can. How, I, I how, can. how does that work, I wonder? I, it's not something I can actually put my fingers yeah. on. Sometimes it's lack of eye contact because mm. they know that you see through them. Mm. Sometimes it's acting out. Um, as a parent, we all know how kids act out when they act out. There's always a reason. Yeah. And I'm one of those kind of parent mothers who was, uh, I, I would tongue lash them to death. They would say, oh, mommy, just hit me. Please don't talk. Don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I said, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You must listen to me. Oh, God, please. You know, so um, I believe in talking them to death <laughs> and explaining to them why they're in the wrong. And this is why you will not go into my footsteps. Because one at one point, um, one of my twin daughters, I won't name, when yeah. they get older, you can't name who they are. Yes. And uh, one said, we know why you're so wild. You're so strict. I said, why? Because you were wild. I said, exactly. <laughs> That's why you're not going to be. And the exorcist is coming out of me. <laughs> so when you hear the exorcist voice, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> when they hear the exorcist voice, they know, man. Who didn't put the cereal packet Ron, away? You, know, the- you don't like dots on your Rice Krispies? <laughs> you will eat that crispy or die. <laughs> what a household. Uh, oh, it's yeah. only Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's follow that. You follow that in the sense that you you obviously have great insight into the human uh, condition, um, which was, I suppose, forced on you by circumstance. What yes, you, as indeed. you said, so you got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and into teenage years. Right. You could have become a very introverted person who didn't want to face reality. I was. And I, I I remembered always being at the dinner table when the family would have family gatherings. And I could see when everybody started looking at me like, oh, God, they're going to ask me to sing. So really? they knew that I could sing, but they knew I was shy and didn't want to sing. Right. So one of my aunts, my aunt, bless her heart, she passed during the first lockdown and we had a virtual funeral, yes. uh, which was hell because yeah. I had to cry alone. You know, because I was in lockdown here. Yeah. And anyway, um, she said, Wheelie, that's my nickname, Wheelie. I said, what? She said, you're going to be singing at the church for the uh, for the tea. I said, first of all, I don't want to go to church. And second of all, I don't like tea. So she said, this is not negotiable. Oh, yeah. I thought she'd forget about it. And yeah. one day she said, now, put your, put your ribbons on. I thought, oh, God, I'm stuck. So I sang the Lord's Prayer a cappella. And um, all the ladies went, hey, oh, sweet child, sweet child. And uh, after that, I, I lost my fear of singing in front of people. It took that moment. It took that moment. Uh, but it was that enough. was the moment I can remember. Was it a big leap into the Grand Canyon in the hope that there'd be a no, net underneath? No, it was me real... shaking at the knees and, and, and just saying, well, just... i got to sing before these old people. Let me get it over with. And uh, But after I heard my voice out yeah. loud in the church... I remembered thinking, well, it's not so bad because they clapped. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Did, even though it was a polite clap. Did you get a dopamine hit from the applause by any chance? No, 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 no. You, it, was you a, it was just a small group. You, I got the pride of looking at my aunt feeling that she was proud of me. Nice, and that okay. meant more to me than anything else for her to be proud. I was watching um, Summer of Soul, that documentary. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you've seen it. And, That's uh, brilliant. It just, I was watching Mahalia Jackson mm. and, and I was thinking, you know, this, the church... And religion, and I'm talking about music, not not the yep. the spirituality. Yeah, That's too. for another show. The music um, that came out of those churches all mm. around, maybe the South particularly, for, for whatever reason, um, seems to have fed rock and roll. 
Well, it did, and, and I mean, you know, Elvis stole it from us. Right. You know, not that I want to go into that, but um, yeah. So Elvis it, was watching Jackie Wilson and yes. saying, "I can move like that. I can sing like that. I oh, can but go, you can't. go there." But you see, <laughs> but, oh, but I know you can't. But the world yeah. is kind. History has been kind to Elvis. Lifting me higher. Than I've, I've ever been, been lifted before. before. It's a great tune, as you know. And then Elvis comes, uh-huh. but he captured the audience. That's it. He never, he was always gracious in giving black people their due. Yes. And I met him once in Vegas, very quickly, before you ask. And he How was his, that, Sheila? Uh, Brief, but. Well, no, he was eating all his peanut butter and, butter and bacon sandwiches, so he was pretty uh, obese at the time. Okay. But um, he was Elvis, you know, and yeah. he, was, he was just a nice guy. Did you enjoy being in the three degrees, or was it quite. Uh, was it was it a trying and difficult time? I mean, obviously, we saw. We would have seen the joy and the, and the fun and the moving and the beautiful singing. Looking back now? Looking back over my shoulder. Um, you can answer I'm everything in song be, if you wish. <laughs> it wakes me up. I'm going to be writing my autobiography, so I'm going to leave that topic if you don't mind. That's above sure. your pay grade. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> I see her in. Uh, I, see, I see her in the I contract. Making you speechless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not a lot does. Uh, but I think you may have to come back and talk to us when the book is published. Okay. How about that as a deal? That's a deal. Everyone's winning. You're it, yeah. Okay, Everybody's so we'll, a win-win. We'll, okay, well, so we'll stay off that, but uh, you did love and kind of fancy Marvin Gaye when you were younger. <gasps> now, that's Shall why. Shall we talk that, about him? That, that's when the roar of the maddening crowd so Tell came. me about that. Well, that was my first gig at the Apollo Theatre, and I was 14, yeah. and I was singing my first single, When Will I Sing... No, sorry. My first single, Little Red Riding Hood, and I was nervous because this is like the Apollo where everybody was launched. And if they didn't like you, I heard they threw tomatoes at you. And I'm ready to be hit with tomatoes, you know. And I had nowhere near the confidence I have now. Nowhere near. So I went to Marvin Gaye's. He was at the top of the bill, and my name was at the bottom. And I went to his dressing room to, before I could finish knocking at the door, because I kept backing off like I'm not going to do this, he opened it. He said, Sheila, come on in. I went, you know, and he'd look like a god in that blue satin costume with the ruffled uh, shirt and the bow tie. And he sat, he sat, sat, sit, sit down. And we talked and he was so nice. Right. And he, he put me at my ease yeah. knowing that I was nervous. And that's something I've carried with me all of my Lovely. career. Lovely, what a great skill. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he signed my autograph. And do you know that we stayed friends until he died Did in Did you really? Indeed. A gentleman then? Very much so. Very much so. But I remembered thinking, now, as I, once we hit our, the height of our fame, I remembered seeing people who kind of knew who I was, and even still, Mm. and they didn't know what to do. And I always extend my hand and say, hi, nice to meet you. Because it puts them at their ease, because he did that to me. What a nice lesson. So if you take the good things that life shoves at you and put them all together... You, you you can do some good, sure. and, and I like doing good. I like teaching, and I like doing good. You, could you have been a teacher in I another life? Teacher, yeah, I got yeah. that sense from you. And yeah. what subjects would you like to teach? Or? Um, actually, anything. Apparently, all my cousins say I used to sit them down and make the after school to make them be my pupils. Did you really? <laughs> I did. What a nerd! <laughs> I know. I know. It's terrible. Ruins my whole reputation. My sex life is gone forever now. <laughs> actually, speaking of which, uh-huh. um, you did say at one point too early for that. Not it? It, it, uh, never too early. <laughs> 
As you were saying. As I was saying. As you were saying. Um, this is quite the morning. Um, I, as I was saying. <laughs> so I've heard that before. <laughs> You're going to be put off the air now. I, you do. I, I, yeah, think, we, we the, mm-hmm. I think we were. He's shut a very down gorgeous guy, ago. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. He's real. I heard him say he's married with a ten-year-old son. But uh, he, <laughs> let me just tell you, he's some. He's a. He, he's a hottie. You got uh, well, as they say, he's turning red now. I am. Yeah, <laughs> you have me. You have me bright red. As you were saying, I have. I, I have. I've been told. <laughs> I have a great face for radio. <laughs> So you won't see me on <laughs> on stage with this. Jesus. Okay. So we're back to your sex life. Um, oh, no. You said at one point, uh, which was that Prince Charles kind of ruined your mojo because. Well, I mean, what happened? Everybody believed that we were lovers what? when we weren't. How did that happen? I will. That was a song I recorded. How did that happen? Um, after, well, he 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 did make several moves but I didn't let I didn't take him up on sure. it you know I wasn't going to be a notch on his bedpost um, I always figured that they'll sleep with you but they won't marry you so there's no future in it because I'm a good girl I am mm. and um, but you know it was it was it was nice having him flirt and um, I gave him toe to toe and I think he liked that because I didn't catow yeah. he would say um I have a train. I say, yeah, well, I got a plane. <laughs> I, I didn't, but I had to have a comeback, you know. <laughs> had to have a comeback. I'm from, from the ghetto, you know. So um, he just laughed. He said, Sheila, you're something else. I said, yeah, so are you. You know, so I always yeah, toe to toe yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah. I think he liked being treated like a normal guy, not sure. like the future king of England, which never dawned on me at all. Yeah. But that would have put me off even further, you know, because I realized then um, because we, we people don't realize it, but we did charity work for every member of the royal family, not just Charles. Yeah. And um, there is a cult within the women in the in the, in the organization, and I think some of them believe that Charles was having a thing, because I got snubbed at once, and I said to the girls. Okay, so they believe it too. Yeah. And they said, yeah, we see it. Okay. So it's it's very interesting. It's but, something oh, very subtle. Okay. But you had a, you, it sounds like you had a really kind of fun, flirtatious relationship with him as opposed it, to anything else. It was just else. so quick. It's just the press made it such yeah. a big well, deal. Well, as they, as they can you know, do. And it, we, it, we in met the UK. two or three times. We, I went to see him play polo. He showed me his XJS and he, all of our cassettes were, remember them? Yeah. Cassettes were in the middle and he really, he was a fan. So you went, do you go for a spin with him in his? No, he was playing polo. It was oh, on Halftime, um, but you have this kind of quite close relationship with the UK, don't you? I mean, yes. you, you and you married a, a British gentleman and divorced and, him. And yes. Divorced him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm interviewing Henry Wraith this morning. Um, who, uh, <laughs> I didn't behead him; I just divorced him. <laughs> no, you lost the head. That's what happened. Absolutely. And um, so, so, but uh, you and you had your daughter. Berlin, I'm coming to see you. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep put the kettle on, Anne. Mm. Sheila's on the way. Yeah. Your daughters are. Can I ask you how old they are now? Yeah, 40. They're 40? Yes. Crikey. So you were a child bride. Um, no, I'm 74 now and I'm very proud of it and I have no problem admitting it because the press keep writing about it. So once they keep writing about something, there's no sense denying it any further. I never denied it anyway. I can't. I, I'm, I'm, is she, is, are you, what age are you? 74. You're not. I am. I refuse to believe that. I should that. know my age, shouldn't I? 
Yeah, but I also think you're a messer and you're probably just trying to spin me a yarn just for no, the crack. No, 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 no. Would I do that? Yes. Well, I would. But I've I, known I, you 20 I, minutes. I, I, yes. <laughs> I don't happen to be doing it at the, at the moment. <laughs> wow. That's 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 breathtaking. Mm, yeah. Yes, I would For somebody who so. came in here crying and whinging about having to get up early for an interview. <laughs> um, I was up a lot earlier than you, sucker. <laughs> I had to put my face on. You, you, you come in looking like that. I do, and I go home looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, uh, what I wanted to talk to you briefly about, of course, is uh, is that you're here in Dublin for a very specific reason, and you're going to be in Chicago. Yeah. And it's happening from is it's, it's starting tomorrow, the fifth of April. Tomorrow. How are you feeling about that? Well, every week it's a different town, so yeah. it's another town. No, it's uh, not. Yes, it is. It's Dublin. Oh, well, there Come you on, go, Sheila. It's two weeks in Dublin, though. <laughs> okay, so two yeah. weeks for you is, as I said earlier on, about something else. A it's lifetime. Like, it's dog ears. So <laughs> yeah. But this comes back to full circle to our earlier conversation, which mm. is what I really wanted to do is get to this point, which is here's here you are now um, at this point in your life and your career. There you were then as a little girl trying yeah. to trying to mind your mum and, and trying to be a good person. Um, still on the move. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel great. As long as you feel good about what you do and you go to work happy, you can't ask for more than that in life mm. because you never know what curveballs are going to be thrown at you. So if you prepare yourself, I look for the worst and hope for the best. And I got that from somewhere. I don't know where. I must have read it because I couldn't have made it up. Um, it seems to work because that way I don't get shocked as easily as I would if I were looking through rose-tinted yes. glasses all the time. So you're managing expectations all the time. Exactly. Okay, I understand. Exactly. Uh, we've got some messages from our listeners, Sheila. Oh, uh, really? So let's say hello and see how they're uh, doing. Who wants to go on a date? <clears throat> uh, is, that, is that what you want? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, a date with with, uh, with an Irish man would be nice. Oh, yeah, as long as he's taller than me. Okay, um, and send all your invitations to the Borgash Energy Theatre. Bank account details <laughs> uh, would be handy too. Credentials. She's, uh, I'm, uh, you're, you're joining us as I speak to the Tinder swindler um, uh, herself, uh, Sheila Ferguson. <laughs> what a wonderful laugh Sheila has, says the text. A great guest for a Monday morning from Aww. Vivian Lambert. Well said. Aww. Sheila Ferguson is... Is a delightful minx. Ooh, I like <laughs> yeah. it. This, uh, Hello. Uh, well, I, I, if, if you didn't, if you told me Austin Powers sent that in, I'd believe you. <laughs> but it's from uh, it's from Leo, who says I thoroughly enjoyed her appearance on the Real Marigold Hotel, oh. and her singing voice is exquisite. Oh well, I have to agree with him on that. <laughs> <laughs> As you saw there, you heard the door open. Up. <laughs> Humility just left. Um, it's warming up in here. Though. It's getting hot in here. Uh, morning, Ryan. It is uh, lovely hearing the beautiful Sheila Ferguson Aww. on your show this morning. I watched a rerun of The Real Marigold Hotel last week, which Sheila featured in. She was great. Uh, have a good day. Oh, that's from Christine in Cork. And um, the song from The Three Degrees brings me back 42 years when I first met my wife dancing at Fernando's Nightclub in Limerick, which, of course, Sheila, I'm yes, sure you were there a few yes. times. Yeah, that was a lovely <laughs> a slow dance we loved together. Brings back memories 40 years later. Married 40 years married this month from a Limerick oh, listener. Oh, lovely. Not only has Sheila got a great singing voice, says Stuart, she has a great voice to listen to and hopefully she reads her own autobiography when you write it on Audible. I, I intend to read it. You there should will be an do. audio book. You've yeah. got a great voice. Thank you. OMG, Ryan. Uh, crying, <laughs> crying, laughing here at Sheila Ferguson. What a riot! Smart and feisty. I love her. Oh, I'm loving Ireland. I'm loving it. I think we should swap seats. And it's you it's take really it over. cathartic being here because the last time I was in Ireland, uh, starring in in um, Fame, the musical. Oh yeah. Um, um, the, the man that I had been with for ten years. Yeah. 
Uh, I got a call because we had Sunday shows, and I got a call from my Irish friend, John Byrne. Yes. And I said, why are you not in church? You know, you're a born-again Christian. You should be in church. He said, no, I just wanted to see how you are. I said, I'm fine. Why? What's the matter? And um, he said, no, no, no. He said, call me when you get a minute. So I said, John, what's the matter? And uh, he said, no, just call me when you get a minute. And I thought, oh, God, what happened? And the first thing you think of is your mother. Something's yeah, wrong, you know. Yeah, sure. And uh, so then the director and the company manager came in and said, Sheila, sit down. I said, what the hell is going on with you people? You're driving me to drink here. And um, the uh, Ashlyn, the company manager, said, John's dead. I said, John who? And this is the guy that had just left me in Cork the night before. Oh, no. And she said, John's dead. And I, it, it all of a sudden... It, it hit me, and I burst into tears, and then I stopped and thought, okay, I, don't, I can't run my makeup. The show starts, the curtain goes up in 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. He's dead in Lincoln. I live in Mallorca. I'm in Cork. People have paid their money. I got to go on. And the director says, Sheila, we don't think it's a good idea to go on. I said, I have got to go on. People paid their money to wow. see me, and they're going to see me. So he said, okay, I'm going to sit here and... Um, you uh, sing right to me. And yeah. I said, okay. And I got through two shows. And then on the way home, because the Monday was off, I had given up smoking and I bought a carton of cigarettes and a bottle of uh, a vat of vodka and got back to the hotel and started making phone calls to find out what was going on and organizing the funeral. So this, in a way, wow. is... Uh, it's it's going to be difficult to get through Ireland without it is, the it memories is. of I that. I understand. But if anything can do it, Chicago can. Not mm. only that, but you know, Irish people will now that they've heard your story. I hope you're okay. And now that they've heard your, I'm sending you a big hug over Thank here. Thank you. For, and now that people have heard your story, Sheila, when they go to see you. They'll send all that oh, positive vibe thank you. from the floor and uh, from the auditorium to the stage, <sighs> which will go straight into your heart and lift you three feet off the I'm stage. Sorry, I How about the story. that? No, do you know what? I <sighs> think. It, do you know what? I, I reckon it's healthier. You know this from your interest in psychology. It's healthier to say it and have it out there rather than have it pent yeah, up. So I now suppose. you can go out there and, and I give it everything. Of it till just now. No, it's actually. a beautiful thing in some ways because here you are back here. Um, Ten years later. Yeah, communing with the past. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, not a bad you're thing right. at all. You're right. Okay. Okay. Then, next. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You keep going for I'm a few ready. more minutes, yeah, and I'll yeah, let yeah. you go. Then uh, you're okay. I'm fine. All right. Um, <laughs> Sheila's bellowing laugh. She's moved on. She's moved from the laughing. You're so five minutes ago. We're into tears now. Uh, Sheila is a, is a tonic on a Monday morning. You have an infectious energy, and I can't oh. wait to read your book. Uh, says Sonia. I saw another one. Sheila's a wonderful person. Remember, forty years ago in the Matter Hospital, the three degrees visited after their concert. My mother was just diagnosed with oh. Alzheimer's and loved singing and Sheila sang with her and it was so special oh. and before oh. phones are recording but what a warm kind person she is I can thank you now 40 oh. years later for that gesture oh from Helen O'Connor in our chain oh, we have our, she's a mess <laughs> Uh, and you spent three hours putting that face I together. I mean, honest to God, uh, you'll have to go home and get a new one. I know, I'm uh, going to buy one. Uh, <laughs> isn't that what you guys do? Uh, Sheila, you're a tonic on a wet Monday for Marie. I'm 73 years old oh. and everyone's saying the same thing. I'm, I'm, oh, I, we so we leave it there. I'm going to let you, you go. Thank you so much. All I've enjoyed you your kiss the Blarney Stone. All of you have kissed Everyone's the Blarney Stone. Kissed the Blarney Stone. <laughs> Sheila Ferguson, um, I've really enjoyed meeting you. I think thank already you. you're probably one of my favourite people to oh, have interviewed on this programme oh, in all the years. Thank yeah, you. yeah, you're real thank joy. You. Uh, you're going to be in Chicago, and um, that starts tomorrow night uh, in um, uh, in the Bordgash Energy Theatre, running until Saturday, the 16th of April. Uh, Ticketmaster for tickets, but uh, and if you're going, be sure to send good vibes to Sheila and make sure she's happy and welcome in the, in the 
this beautiful country of ours. Thank you. Sheila, I already am. Thank you. Get the book going. Okay. And get home to Ireland to talk to us again and we'll do, it, we'll do it all again someday. And the Ferguson clan, if you're out there, I love you all. Sheila Ferguson, everybody. Thanks so much. <laughs>